Hey guys, last week we aired part one of Hey, I'm Not Okay, a two-part series that I recorded last fall with Linda Buxa, my fellow Time of Grace blogger. Today you will hear part two of that series. And again, just a little side note that this was recorded back before this whole COVID thing came into play. And we know that now more than ever, mental health issues are really um, coming to the surface. So we hope today's program will be meaningful to you and that will give you some direction and some practical answers for things that you can do to kind of keep your mental health in check. And as always, the prayer is that you're safe and healthy. So last time we started talking about just reaching out and the epidemic that suicide has become, but we really wanted to get into some more practical steps. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I have been writing and teaching Bible studies for the past 15 years. I've worked with women, youth, Sunday school. I've been blogging for Time of Grace since 2017. I've written two books for them. Really what you need to know is that I love the Lord and I love the Word of God. And I find that the deeper I go into the Word of God, the more astounded I am that He loves us and that He notices us and that He cares so deeply about our lives. And my role is really to get people into the Word and to show them how awesome it is and to really get them to a place that they want to know and love God more. That's kind of my mission in life in a nutshell. And one thing I know is uh, a couple years ago, I I think it was actually less than a year ago, um, I was working out, I was listening to a podcast of a pastor and his wife who who was a doctor and they had four or five children, they were homeschooling. So just get the image in your mind. He's a pastor, she's a doctor, five children that they're homeschooling, and they reached this crisis point where she just absolutely had a breakdown, where she could not function anymore. And in this podcast, they started talking about the importance of sleep and what sleep deprivation does to you and food and how important it is to make sure you're eating good meals. And some of the practical sides to um, not getting to a point where you feel like you can't go on. And I know you are passionate about this. So Linda, what are some of the things that you have found in terms of that adds to our feeling of hopelessness or helplessness or brokenness? You already hit on a couple of things. Sleep is a huge thing. Um, And then when you pile on schedules and taking on too much, and you're right, I'm super passionate about it, so I'll probably talk super fast. Um, But when you sit there and realize that God has created you to be a whole person and exercise and nutrition and sleep and your relationships... um, Everything around you, your movement, and even mindfulness is the popular word. Um, The Bible talks about meditation. You know, our minds, we are constantly bombarded with images on our phone and news all the time. And just simply having quiet. So God even gives us the Sabbath. 
in the Old Testament, he introduced one day where we're supposed to rest. And yet America was kind of built on this, you know, take the world by storm, do more than anybody else. And, you know, other people, other cultures have a siesta in the middle of the day. We, man, the more we can fit in, the better. But we're finding that's not quite so healthy. No. One thing I love is I have an app that gives me two minutes of quiet and where you are just supposed to sit there with your feet on the ground, hands on your legs, close your eyes, and just breathe for two minutes. How often do you do that? Not every as often two as often. I, <laughs> I was going to say every two minutes? No. Do it again. Do it again. No, really. Though I try for at least once a day mm-hmm. because just that break is enough to go to take that rest whether you have a full day of rest or moments of rest. To be honest, I get a little uncomfortable with the word meditation because sometimes that sounds to me like, but then I realize how often in the Bible it talks about meditating on On the word. Yes. Yeah. Meditating on the word works of God. And so I have also tried to incorporate that now more into my morning prayer time where I'm the early bird in my family, so I get up and I have my chair and my cup of coffee and I have my reading time and then my prayer time. And then just sometimes where I close my eyes and I just thank God for my blessings, where I thank him for the things he has done. And that's actually um, something that Dr. Rhoda Woolley, if you're familiar with her from WLC, she has um, been showing the results of a study that show when you're grateful, it actually changes your brain. You become more grateful. So seeing those things this morning as I was driving, I saw the beautiful sunrise. And to say, thank you, Lord, for that. You know, to meditate, like you said, on his works. And that can just um, take you out of the hustle and bustle of, oh, I got to go somewhere. I've got to be somewhere. And stop. Look at the sunrise. Enjoy it. Give glory to God. One other thing about that, too, the whole, you said schedules. Um, for some reason, a lot of times when we're raising kids, we buy into the fact that they need to be in everything. And I was not the most popular mom in the house all the time, but my kids could choose one thing. You know, one thing. So I'm not going to take you to three sports practices so that you can be in volleyball and cross country and whatever. If, if you want to do a fall sport, choose one. Because I had four children. And for my own mental well-being, trying to get, that's what I knew my limit. So a lot of times we're trying to keep up with the Joneses and we're trying to exceed our limits. But knowing your limits is a really important part of this, isn't it? Absolutely. Setting boundaries, which I am really bad at. Like if you ask me to do something, I'll be like, yes, that sounds awesome. But learning... I had to learn that when I was saying yes to everything, I was actually saying no to me, to peace, to a family dinner. And so maintaining control of your calendar. And what I've switched a saying, instead of saying I'm busy, I say my calendar is full. I love that. It now realizes, it makes me realize that I am in control of choosing my schedule. And a full calendar is not bad. It, it's a good thing. It is a gift that we have lots of things to do. But I don't feel like the tail's wagging the dog. Yep. Um, 
Right. So we've covered rest, schedules. schedules. And one thing, too, is exercise. All the studies that show how running can reduce depression, how weightlifting has an effect on your mental wellness. I had been injured um, about two years ago and pretty much stopped working out. And I noticed I just felt so lethargic. And it took discipline to get back in the habit of moving. And I'm not saying... You have to go out and do CrossFit, though I used to. I mean, I now work out at home, whether it's a five-minute intense thing or a 30-minute walk. The mental wellness benefits of exercise, of gardening even, are huge. Yeah, which is another thing that um, is really a big factor, I think, in this is screen time. Like you said, we have so much coming at us all the time. And it's actually a kind of cool thing to do a Netflix marathon. So instead of doing a marathon where you're running, <laughs> it's a cool thing to sit all day and watch TV over and over and over. But it's not so cool because we're not getting those endorphins going. Oftentimes in my house, when my kids start getting on each other's nerves, I will say, you guys need to go outside and get some exercise. Go on a bike ride. Go take a walk. Go do something to change that attitude. And it's shown that when you sit for too long, you actually compress your spine on your lower back, mm -hmm. which once you have back pain, you don't want to move. And so it's like this vicious cycle of, oh, I sat so long. Well, now my back hurts. Well, now moving doesn't feel great. And so you just end up doing nothing and feeling worse and worse and worse. And simply, whether it's texting a friend and saying, Please just check in with me to make sure that I have walked for 10 minutes. Or even better, go for a walk with a friend. Right. I do that a lot. And that's how, so my friends and I used to get together and have coffee. But then we realized we were gaining weight. So we decided to get together and walk. And you can have the same great conversation, walk around the mall, and you're killing two birds with one stone. Yes. And I just think exercise is so important. And to stop thinking of, for women, maybe a little bit more of a temptation, oh, I have to exercise so I look good, instead of, I exercise because this is an amazing body that God has given me, and I exercise to feel good. Absolutely. To feel strong, to be more resilient. Absolutely. Okay, so we've touched on exercise and resting and schedules, food. You know, I just heard a study yesterday that I could not believe. Do you know that one-fourth of Americans never eat vegetables? Ever, 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 ever. That's crazy to me. I mean, that is not a part of their diet. I don't know if I've heard that one, but I have heard that if they eat a vegetable, it's a French fry. And I keep telling my kids, potatoes that... are not vegetables. <laughs> and my kids fight me on that one. <laughs> Oh, wow. That is a really scary statistic. And when we, this is what's scary about it. I can see that in, you know, an impoverished nation, but we have grocery stores that are full of colorful things and things that are actually good for our body, the fruits and the vegetables. Does diet play any role in this whole depression, anxiety, mental health cycle? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes it does. Um, there are a number of studies about your microbiome, your gut. Now, what are you saying? So microbiome, I'm your not... Your microbiome is your gut, your intestines, your stomach. Okay. Like, 
that what happens when you put junk food in, because you are actually 90% bacteria. Oh, lovely. And when you are feeding your body, you know, a burger, all of a sudden the bacteria that like burgers grow. And the bacteria that like apples and salads, they aren't getting fed, so they're dying off. And so you have all these bacteria that are like, we want burgers, which is why once you've had ice cream, you want ice cream the next day because you've got ice cream bacteria now. But you can actually reset your gut in three days by feeding it only healthy food. And once you let those hamburger ice cream loving bacteria die off and feed it healthy stuff, then you start to crave that. Okay, but you're actually saying, now just to to clarify, that's going to affect my mood. Yes. There are studies that show that people who follow the Mediterranean diet strictly, it was a study in Australia, that they could reduce or completely get rid of their depression just by following the Mediterranean diet. And I know we're talking multifactorial things today, but diet is such a huge part of it. Yeah, no, I think that this is really interesting because I think in a way, I don't want to say we're bringing this on ourselves, but our lifestyle, our lifestyle is really contributing. We have got depression, anxiety out the rooftops. Like, but we're also spending a ton of time on screens I mean, when I was young, we'd come home from school, we'd play outside, and then we'd come in and we'd watch, you know, our Little House on the Prairie and those TV shows. That, But we weren't sitting in front of the screen nonstop, except for Saturday mornings, which was cartoon time, and that was totally fair. But, you know, anymore, it's not that people are sitting in front of TVs. They're carrying their screens with them. So even if you can find a group of kids outside hanging out watching a screen yes. and not running around. So... We're not exercising. We're pushing ourselves into too many activities so that we're not resting. And we're not having meaningful conversations as a family because we're not spending family time together. Mm-hmm. We're um, buying into the fast food mentality and the easy convenience foods that don't offer us a lot of health, um, healthy con- contributions to our diet. So it's all sort of contributing to this overall just not feeling well. And when you were talking about screens, too, the fact that we watch a screen while we eat doesn't help either. Because then there's mindless eating and your body, you aren't paying attention to your body's signals about when you are content. And trust me, I am as prone to this as just about anybody because I come from hearty German stock. And so my capacity to eat is pretty good. And... I need to pay attention and watch what I eat and take the time to think about it. And I notice the difference. Um, I'm actually kind of in the struggle right now. This summer, I had had an eye infection, skin infection thing going on, and they put me on prednisone, and I gained 10 pounds in like eight days. And when you are in your late 40s, prednisone weight does not just drop off like it used to. And so I have, for about the past three weeks, been tracking my nutrition and being very aware of what I put in. 
And it's amazing how just making that one decision that day to big salad for lunch with protein, with healthy fats, because I am not hungry, but all of a sudden I am thinking clearer, I have more energy, and I'm the queen of a seven-minute nap in the afternoon, but I haven't even needed a nap in the afternoon. And I think if people are listening and they're finding this to be super overwhelming, like, okay, now I'm not supposed to get my convenience food, but I work full time and I have a family to feed. So you're asking me to go buy vegetables and then make a home cooked healthy meal. Okay, that is just making me feel guilty. And then you're telling me I need to sleep more, but if I want to get my laundry done and get my kids to all their activities. So I can, I can sense people feeling overwhelmed, but I want to say that the way I have lived my entire adult life is one step at a time. Mm-hmm. I have uh, about, well, last September, the end of September, my dad had a heart attack. And while I was in um, the hospital with him, cardiologist after cardiologist came into the room and you, you knew what they were going to say. This comes down to exercising for 30 to 45 minutes a day and being on a heart-healthy diet. I mean, every single one. And the thing about it was that each of these doctors, when they came in, I kept going, man, these guys are so skinny. Like, they look really good and really healthy. So I have just completed one year of working out five days a week, pretty much except for when I'm on vacation or if somebody's sick or if I'm sick or whatever. But... I can tell you that the first time I went to the gym, I was not on the treadmill for 45 minutes. At 10 minutes, I was going, I'm going to die, and that's all I need to do today. So if you feel super, super overwhelmed by thinking this has to be a huge process, it doesn't start with running a marathon. It starts with going to the gym today or taking that walk right now. And like I said, meeting a friend for a walk. And it starts with, I'm going to make one good home-cooked meal this week. And then when I find that recipe that we love as a family, now I'm going to incorporate one more. Or you know what? I'm going to shut off the TV and I'm going to go to bed because I'm actually really tired and I don't need to watch this TV show. So it doesn't need to be like a lifestyle overhaul day one. And that's a huge point. So Because this is a passionate topic of mine, I was actually at a mental wellness symposium in September, and I got to listen to a neuropsychologist talking about how we can retrain and recreate neural pathways in our brain by positive thinking, by choices we make. And one of the things she said was, just one choice a day. I totally, completely believe that. And I am walking with a friend right now on her mental wellness journey. And I text her to check in. And she was saying, I don't sleep. I stay up too late. I'm on too many screens. I'm not exercising. All these things. I like ice cream. And I said, eat one fruit instead of. So instead of your donut today, eat an apple, one change, and make one change consistently, and then you can add the second one, and give yourself grace. Absolutely. I go with the 80-20 rule. So in our family, we try to eat healthy 80% of the time, and then one Friday night, we go and pig out on pizza, and we go and get blizzards from Dairy Queen afterwards, because, you know, if you totally cut all the fun stuff out, you know, then you're then you can start craving it and it's not, then you're not satisfied. 
But I also find if we eat pizza every single Friday night, like you said, then we're suddenly craving that all the time. So once in a while to have it, not a big deal, but just to keep it in moderation. And one other thing is if it becomes part of people's lives, like supplements can help. Probiotics are a huge topic right now. And one thing that being passionate about this topic has made me is so much more in awe of God right now and how he has created our bodies. So science, you know, they've got all these machines that can explore and figure out stuff and they can take samples of stuff that we probably don't want to talk about on a podcast (laughs) and analyze these samples to find out what bacteria are in your gut. And when you are missing certain bacteria, they are finding that you have anxiety and stress and that your stress resilience can be low. And so all these brilliant people, not me, are coming up with strains of probiotics you can take to help yourself feel better. And what I love is the fact that as I look at the ingredients they're putting in, it is stuff that God created and put on this world. And that's that hymn, you know, How Great Thou Art. Like, I usually think of when we lived in Alaska and the mountains and the ocean and the amazing, huge things. And now I'm starting to be like, God, how great you are on the inside of us. Like, he knew that this bacteria would affect this and this bacteria. And the fact that he allowed people to find that is astonishing to me. I have a friend who is Chinese, and I don't know if you have a Chinese friend, but if you do, they are very into herbs. Yes. And they, she would tell you that very thing. She gets bit by a mosquito. She goes out and picks what I thought was a weed in my yard, plantain, mm-hmm. and she makes a little paste out of it and she puts it on her bite. And there are so many things that a lot of times we're not aware of. But, you know, you made me remember one other thing, too, and that's the drinks that we are putting into our bodies You know, it's a very cool thing to walk around with your coffee cup, but so many of these drinks have just copious amounts of sugar in them, and you know the effects of sugar, and that, you know, by midday you can be totally beat because of it, that whole sugar high crash, and soft drinks too. How terrible soft drinks. So even if you want to make one change, if you want to make one change that's great for your bank account and your gut. Take a soda. Soda and those. Or whether you call it pop, depending on where you live. Yeah, I I live in mini pop. So, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, those, again, the small changes that can really add up to huge effects on your body. And we're not saying by any means that... This is an end-all be-all. Some people have serious mental health issues that need more than just diet and sleep. They need counseling. They need medication. They need. So we're yes. not negating that at all. No, and I'm. it's what you can do for yourself. Community is part of it. And you're right. Find a trusted doctor. Um, I do prefer to use food and sleep and movement as your first prescription and use pharmaceuticals as your last prescription. Um, But I think it's amazing that God has given people the ability to find medication that can help too. But I love when we first look to his creation, it's like, well, isn't he amazing that of course our brilliant God 
would create a world that would support the people he created. Absolutely. Such a huge, important topic. I'm glad that we were able to get in some more practical solutions and some first steps and hopefully didn't overwhelm people too much so that they can just take a small step in the right direction. This has been little things because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. And if you know a friend who could benefit from this talk today, please share this episode with someone. And then don't forget that Time of Grace is listener supported. So please remember to pray for us and send in your financial contributions.